0: This is a free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at Lebanks, St. Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. I just
1: felt this week, this word, just breakthrough came. I want to just share about something of God, of breakthrough. So, 2 Samuel chapter 5, I see it's an encouragement for us this morning. Just this sense that God wants to bring breakthrough. He's the God of breakthrough. 2 Samuel chapter 5 and verse 17. Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Raphim. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, "Shall I go up against the Philistines? will you deliver them? will you deliver them into my hand?" The Lord said to David, "Go up needs a breakthrough. could be in your family, could be in a job situation, could need a financial breakthrough, spiritual breakthrough, could be just at some point in your life you need a breakthrough, maybe something god 's kind of put on your heart, but it 's almost ever had that experience. where, God has spoken something to you, or you feel something right down in your heart, but as if it seems to keep evading you, you can never seem to get there. Have I you ever with? sometimes, mean, you know, the promise comes, and you, the dream's in your heart, whatever it is, and you feel a stirring, but it's as if you can never kind of reach it, you can never seem to get hold of it, you can never seem to attain it, there's almost like an invisible barrier and wall, that God wants to tell you today, he's the God of the breakthrough. Maybe you need a healing breakthrough, but just maybe something in your family. You think, I need to see a breakthrough in my family. You know, in some aspect of my family, I just need to see a breakthrough. I just need to see God break through. How many really glad today that He's the God of the breakthrough? In fact, that's one of His names that we're going to look at in a moment. One of His names is the Lord of the breakthrough. So, if He's the Lord of the breakthrough, that's one of His names. That means that's what He wants to do in your life. Is that right? You know, God doesn't just call Himself a name just for the sake of it. Every one of His names is a revelation of His character and what He does in our life. So, one of the revelations of His name, Lord, a breakthrough. That means that's what He wants to do and achieve in our life. If you look again at 2 Samuel chapter 5, as you look at this, it says the. Phil- you know, as you read this story, basically the Philistines were. It says, if you read verse one, it says that uh, so it talks about when they realised that David was about to be anointed as king. In other words, they realised that David in some ways, if they didn't do something good it David was going to grow in influence and impact. They knew that. They realised that was going, what was going to happen. So what they did was they actually began to plot a way to stop David right there before he really gained power. And so they, they gained their whole army together And they realized that if you look if you look at the numbers there, David was totally outnumbered. The Philistines literally had double the troops that he had. So he he was totally outflanked, outnumbered in all kinds of ways, in all kinds of situations. He was outnumbered. And so David comes and says, God, what shall I do? I kind of like that thought that you know I think one someone said the most powerfulest prayer you can pray is help. You know, I always remember years ago, one situation, this guy, he would pray 20 minutes. I'm telling you, maybe 10 minutes, and I'm not exaggerating. And it would be, thou art God, thou art wonderful. And after 10 minutes, I thought, actually, he hasn't actually prayed anything. He was all like this great theological statements, but actually didn't pray anything. And almost, you could just say this morning, God, help. <laughs> At least that's a prayer. <laughs> and basically, that was David's praying, saying, God, help me. And so God told him that he would deliver them into his hands that what seemed so impossible in the natural, where he was totally outnumbered, God was going to work on his behalf. And we're told that, 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 that what took place, that God came and we're told that, if you look at verse 20, so, if, so David went to baal Perazim. And David, there, he defeated them. That word there actually means God. The word baal pereism" means God is breaking through. That's what he means. He means God is breaking through. And, he, and, he, and basically, he describes a flood. In other words, when God says, when that word Baal-pereazim, it actually means that God breaks through like a flood. Why don't you get that picture in your mind? The God breaking through like a flood. You can probably picture in your mind something like a tsunami. Think of those tsunamis and it just... That just... The flood that comes and just breaks away every obstacle, everything in the way. That's the picture that God says. God says, I'm the God of the breakthrough and I come like a flood. In other words, the God says, I come like a flood over the power of the enemy. In other words, What seeks to resist us, what seeks to be an obstacle, what seeks to stand before us, God says, I'm going to come like a flood and I'm going to sweep away every obstacle, every hindrance, every barrier. I will come like a flood because I'm I'm the Lord of the breakthrough and I break through like a flood. Isn't that awesome? That's the picture. God breaking through like a flood. And he's saying there's going to be such a manifestation of my power, it will break forth, and whatever has held you, whatever has restricted you, whatever has contained you, my power will be manifested and will break it. Isn't that wonderful? I will come and I will break it. Why is this so powerful? Look at what it says in verse. I think it's right there in. Where's it gone? Oh, yeah, verse 18. I knew it was there somewhere. It says, notice the place where the breakthrough came. It says, the valley of Rephraim. Rephraim. You know, that is the place, if you study carefully, that's the place where there were giants. That's the place where Israel had incredible obstacles, right there. It's the land, if you like, where the giants were. That's where the giants were. In other words, It was a place of stubborn resistance, a place of fear, a place of intimidation, a place of continual defeat, and that's the place God says, I am the God of breakthrough. I'm the God of where there's been stubborn resistance, I'm going to bring a breakthrough. And the word breakthrough means a force, a passage through a barrier. It means to open a way to a new development to occur. It means to break out of things that hold us back. How glad is the God of breakthrough? It says right there in verse 20, David went right there to Baal Parazim, and there David defeated them. The Lord has broken through my enemies before, he says, like a breakthrough of water, like a breakthrough of water. And every time he went back to that place, it would remind him that the God he served was a God of breakthrough. I think there should be a place in our life, really, where we just remember, that is a place where I got a breakthrough. I've mean, only got testimonies. Who can remember times in your life and you think, you look back in that place, that's where I got a breakthrough right there. That's where I got a healing. That's where God supplied a need. That's where I kind of got a victory there. That's where I kind of progressed and broke through. And I think the reason why it's good to remind ourselves of those places, is i tell you why. Because if he did it in the past, he's able to do it again. And David reminded himself, that's the place where I got my breakthrough. And if God brought a breakthrough there in the most stubborn place of resistance, then that means he can do it again. And I think we need to do that attitude. What God did in the past, it can do again. And you've got to always, I think it's great, keep testimonies, keep records of where you saw breakthroughs in your life. Remind yourself of those prophetic words that have come to pass. Have a book, have, have something that, that, that are almost a, are a memorial to you, where you remind yourself, that's where I got the breakthrough. That's where I had a real encounter with God in that situation. That's where I really saw something happen and breakthrough in my life. And record those things, because when you're facing a similar situation, you can remind yourself that what God did in the past, I'm only really glad he can do it again. He is the God of the breakthrough. He can break through your enemies. No matter how severe the attack, no matter how much pressure you're under, how much longer has been the advers- adversity, God is greater. And you've got to keep feeding yourself on testimonies. Keep feeding yourself on the Word of God. Keep feeding yourself on what God has done. And He build your soul, it build your spirit, to realise that God is stronger. He is the God of the breakthrough. Now, now, think about this. The Bible says he fought the Philistines. I want to get a hold of this. I thought about this. What do you think about it? What's the purpose of war? i never thought about that. What's the purpose of battle? The purpose of war is victory. Is that right? The purpose of victory is occupation. And the purpose of occupation is expansion. So, the main purpose of breakthrough is expansion. God wants you to Expand. God wants you to break through, break forth, so there is breakthrough, so there is expansion. Kingdom is all about expansion. It's never remaining as we are. It's never staying in the status quo. It's always about advancing. It's all about growing. It's all about going forward. And here's the point: without breakthrough, the enemy seeks to place us into a place of constraints, a place of constraints. In other words, the enemy has a plan to hold you back. He has a scheme as a plan to constrain you so you never come into the expansion, into the development, into the growth that he desires you to have. And so the enemy is there to constrain you, to keep you limited, to keep you restricted. So when we talk about breakthrough, what we're actually really talking about is warfare, spiritual warfare. Because we fight warfare for expansion. No longer to be limited and held back and no longer restricted from coming into all the fullness and all the, 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 the things that God has for our lives. We're not going to be limited or held back or stay at, at a, a, a certain level of life. But we want to expand and grow and come into all the fullness what God has. And so the enemy will fight you and restrict you and seek to keep you in a, in a place of confinement. Let me read you a scripture. I love this one. Ephesians 6.10 Ephesians 6, I'm sure you're aware of is a it really, it's, it's a chapter about spiritual warfare. It talks about the, what we fight. We don't fight flesh and blood, but we're fighting principalities and powers. I love this 10th verse, because everything else connects to, to really to the 10th verse. How many believe Paul was a preacher? He really was, because notice that first word there, finally, brethren. And then he goes on for another, almost another chapter. I kind of like that idea. He uh, says, finally, my brethren, I love this, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Think about this the power of his might. I love it. The power of his might. Often, what you often get is usually countries like Russia and China. Often, at a certain time of the year, they display all the all the might of their army. He read that and he and says, the might of the Russian army or the might of the Chinese army. So often they portray their arms to show their might. And there's this beautiful picture. God wants you to see his might. He wants you to, to see the might of the Lord. As you see the might of the Lord, you realize he can bring and bring about your breakthrough. It's interesting there. The Greek word for power is the word kratos, which means ruling power. The word might means endured, endowed power. It means manifested strength. And here's a picture really. Is that, It's a picture that, that of really of being stable. I don't know so many things that want to knock us off. Balance and, and knock us away, put us confused, and, and make us feel weak, and and have no strength and no ability. And there's this picture that God gives us manifested strength to make us stable. No matter what hits you, what comes against you, there's an inner strength that, that manifests Himself, that strengthens you to be able to stand in a place of stability. Keeps you upright. It's almost a picture of reserve strength. A ruling power that works on the inside of you. This is what Paul said. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. And that literally means he energizes us. He empowers us. He brings Breakthrough so that we don't live life with constraints. In other words, we're showing the world what really is inside us. How strong the might of God is that's inside us. Paul says, I can what do all things through Christ who what strengthens, who empowers, who gives me manifested strength and manifested ability. He says, I can do all things through Christ. He endows me with a spirit of strength. Often the problem is, Paul says, I can do all things. Notice, he didn't focus on his, on his problems, he didn't focus on his shortage, he didn't focus on, on the struggles he had. He focused on the one that was in him. A focus on the strength of Christ. Sometimes we spent we spend a lot of time thinking of what we haven't got, rather than focusing on what we have got. Focus on the Christ and the manifested strength who is in you. The more you focus on your problem the more often your problem begins to overwhelm you and overpower you. It's often what you focus on. And Paul says I'm focusing on the point that Christ is in me. His manifest strength is in me, and because it's in me, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And I think this breakthrough is almost the sudden breaking forth that pushes you Beyond those things that's limiting you in life. Think of things right now that are limiting you in life. Think yourself, what actually holds me back? You feel like you see what's available to you, you see what God wants to do, you see all the the great promises and all all the things God's made available to you. And then look at yourself and say, actually, why aren't I coming into the full attainment? What's holding me back? What's really, really restricting me? And realize, whatever it is, that God wants to come as a flood and break that thing that's hindering you and holding you back. In other words, I could put it like this. Ask yourself this. If that wasn't there holding me back, what would I be like? What would I be like if that thing wasn't holding me back? And God says, I'm the Lord of the breakthrough. i come as a flood to demolish everything that would hold you, and hinder you. Isn't that wonderful? Okay. Turn with me to... Just think about this. If God is the God of the breakthrough, there's three things often the enemy does that will hold us back from coming into breakthrough. Three things. Here's the first thing. Complacency. In other words, we get to a point where we begin to learn to accept our situation. Often we've had it so long, we begin to learn to live with it. We get complacent with it. We, we say, well, I've had this thing so long in my life, I may as well just accept it. This is the way it's always going to be, this way it's going to be. And so we become complacent about it, and never really seek breakthrough because we've got used to having it. We've got used, we we've got complacent with it. The Bible says this. He says, Hope defers makes the what? Heart sick. What's the thing often that holds us back? That, that helps us that causes us to come into a complac- to a place of complacency. You know what it's like, you know what it is sometimes. Because we're afraid of being disappointed. And we're afraid that if we really press through to breakthrough. we're going to be disappointed. And here's the crazy thing. Sometimes people want to live a a life free of disappointment. They don't want to ever be disappointed. And and the very thing, that very sense of not wanting to be disappointed means they live a limited life. Because they're, they're always afraid that if I really believe this time, I'm going to be disappointed. And I don't want to be disappointed. Hope deferred Makes the heart sick. It stops expectation in your heart. And I think God wants us to be people of promise. People that really believe in the promises of God. But in order to do that, you've got to be almost sometimes being willing to take that risk with the chance of being disappointed. You've got to push through and not allow complacency to stop you from. Seeking the God of the breakthrough. Here's the next thing It can be complacency. I think the next thing can be sometimes indifference. Sometimes we're not willing to kind of rouse ourselves because we realise this. To bring the breakthrough, sometimes it's going to be a battle. How many realise that? I said before we've got an enemy, so that means we're going to have to battle. Have you got that quote, Karis? I, th- I just thought this great quote is off the film I mentioned that. I just, felt, and I just felt more and more, one of the words I feel more and more God's stern in my heart is for God to raise up warriors. In you is a warrior spirit. God has given you a warrior spirit to battle through for the breakthrough. And maybe it's not just the breakthrough for you, it might be the breakthrough for somebody else. Is that right? Not just about your breakthrough, but the breakthrough of somebody else that needs a breakthrough. And God wants to raise up warriors that are, that are going to contend for breakthrough. And I just love this quote. Lord, raise up warriors who will fight on their knees, who will worship you with their whole heart. Because really, that's where the, that's where the battle is. That's where we fight. We fight on our knees. In order to get victory in, in the public place, sometimes we've got to win the battle in the private it says about David, he defeated the bear and the lion in a private place, so he could defeat Goliath in a public place. And the place where you're going to get the victory, the place where you're going to really have to battle is on your knees, praying, pushing forward. That's where the victory is, right there on your knees. Because the next thing, really, the third thing after holds back, is, I think, can be a, a kind of casual Christianity. In other words, often to see breakthrough, it's going to take commitment. How many realize that? Commitment to prayer. Commitment to the Word. Commitment to, to, to push through with God. It's going to, without commitment, you're never going to see the breakthrough. You're never going to see the victory. So we can't be casual. We've got to be people that are going to push through for the victory. Turn me to 1 Kings 17. How do I get the breakthrough. Here's a desperate situation, a woman who's in a very desperate situation. 1 Kings 17, verse 10. It's a story of the widow of Zarephath. And in verse 10, he speaks about Elijah. He says, So he arose and went to Zarephath, and there he came to the gate of a city. Indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called her to her and said, Please Bring me a little water and a cup that I may drink. As she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin, a little oil in a jar, and I see that I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go, into, go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go down, as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first. And bring it to me, and afterwards make, yourself, and make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel: the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day that the Lord sends the rain on the earth. So she went and did according to what the word of the Lord, the word of Elijah, and she said, and she, she and he her household ate for many days. Be it verse ten: the bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word which God spoke is powerful? How many say that's a desperate situation right there? You're, man, you think if you've just got one morsel of bread and that's all you've got. I mean, you would say that's a pretty desperate situation? I don't think there's anyone in this room who would have ever come, right now in that place where you know, I've got, I've got one piece of bread and that is it. I've got nothing else. That's desperate. let see how she got a breakthrough. Here's the first thing. I love this. She got a prophetic word. She got a word God. You've got a word from God. If you want to see your breakthrough, often you've got to get a a breakthrough prophetic word. You've got to get a word from God. You've got to get a, 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 a now word, a specific word for your situation. And I found that time and time again. You've got to get a word from God. And I think that word can come in a multiple ways. It can come through a prophecy. It can come even now as you're hearing the word of the Lord. Something can just trigger and stir something in your heart it can be as you spend time in the word and and something just jumps out and you know it's a word for your situation i think there's one thing we need to do we have just got to expect that god's going to speak to us as simple as that just believe that god actually wants to give you a word for your situation and begin i think often we don't really kind of expect god to speak to us and that's why he doesn't but come to the word say god I'm in this situation. I need a breakthrough. Would you give me a specific word for my specific situation right now? And you'll be amazed as you really ask God for that that God begins to speak. I found somewhere you could just be having a conversation with another believer and they could say something and boom, something just comes alive in your heart and you know that's a word from you. I've probably shared many times that when we were going through a difficult situation ourselves and it almost it was kind of a very hopeless situation God gave the word from Jeremiah 33 verse 1, which says that the thoughts I have for you are not to destroy you, but thoughts, are thoughts to give you a hope and to give you a future. And it's amazing that when that word came, came as somebody prayed over us, they, that word came. They said, "I believe God's saying this," and they began to speak it over us. Somebody sent me, somebody began to send us cards with that verse on. Somebody even sent me a plaque with that verse on. And literally, wherever I went. People would say, I think God's saying it. He just came whenever I went. Emily said, that's pretty much confirming. And time and time again, God began to speak that word and encourage us and, and help us to hold. And as we began to hold on to that word, Emily know that God brought the breakthrough. What Jesus said, he says, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that not proceeded, but proceeds. In other words, I can't live on a, on, on a past word. It's a preceding word. That's what feeds my soul. A preceding word from God. And God wants to speak a preceding word into your situation, into your circumstance. And as you begin to receive a preceding word from God, that's one of the keys that's going to bring you breakthrough. How many of us realize that? Now this is kind of I think sometimes we've just got to say, God, I need a word. Speak to my heart. Give me a word over that circumstance, over that situation. And I guarantee that God will begin to. Why is that important? Because you need faith for your breakthrough. Is that right? How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the first thing, you get a word from God. Second thing is, it's quite obvious. You obey that word notice what she did she could have said you know no way you know it's my last piece of bread you know why i'm giving that away but the bible says she went out and did exactly what he said Paul says don't be hearers of the word only but what be doers so jesus he began to teach and he began to do and there's a the challenge really because we can receive that word, but I guarantee at some point, God will require some step of obedience. Because it will always be God's part and our part. They always combine together. And and God will require some step of obedience to bring you breakthrough. She had to give this man her last piece of bread. Really, it was a step of obedience. And I found more and more, as we begin to obey, that's how the breakthrough begins to come. It could, be some, it could be the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard in your life. The most craziest thing you've ever heard. It may not be a necessarily big thing. I think Ananam, he was told to wash in the Jordan seven times. Not just once, not just twice, but what? Seven times. That seems a ridiculous instruction for someone to be healed of leprosy. Is that right? And so God will often require of us some step of obedience. And that obedience will be the thing that will bring your breakthrough. Remember, delayed obedience is disobedience. And disobedience is a blessing blocker. It blocks what God wants. He's the one who comes as a flood, but if we don't obey, it becomes a war, a hindrance that, that hinders him from coming as a flood to bring your breakthrough were here and there's a powerful story about in Argentina, during the Argentinian revival, there were a few people in that prayer meeting who would pray day in, day out, they were praying and God said to this lady, the most ridiculous thing, go and smash the table see, can you imagine in a prayer meeting, you go and smash the table, that seemed the most ridiculous thing you'd ever heard go and smash a table, that seemed ridiculous you know, go and punch that table and break it, that seemed utterly ridiculous and so she was in that meeting, and for days and days that word kept coming. Ever read that where God keeps speaking, and you, you think that's ridiculous? That's and you, you try to ignore it, but it keeps coming back over and over again. That word kept coming back, and this went on for day after day. You just feel that the stirring of it. You could feel the the, the, the convicting of it. And so eventually she says, "You know what? I've got to do. It. I just I, I, anyway, I'm never going to get any peace. I've just got to obey that word." And the moment she hit that table. A revival just burst out. Now that seems ridiculous to the natural mind, is that right? But the power was not in the actual hitting of the table. The power was in the act of the obedience, and that's where often the breakthrough comes. God gives you a word, and then He gives you a word of instruction, a word of obedience. And as you do that, God begins to bring the breakthrough in your life. Verse thirteen. Go back to that. It said that she gave him her last piece of bread. I mean, how many would say that's a pretty powerful thing to do? In other words, God was requiring of that lady a significant seed. She had to sow. She had to sow something into that. And I found this often. David said this. He said, I will not offer to God that which costs me nothing. And I think often God will require something for us to to sow something. Something that has special meaning. Even something that may have value to you. It was the woman's might that had significant seed. And I think we need to be seed-minded to realize that the seed that God gives to us that we sow to bring our breakthrough. It may be finance. It may not be finance. It may be time. It may be Words. It may be doing acts of random kindness. It may be using your gifts or your talent in some way. But it's a seed that God says if you will sow that seed, then you will see a breakthrough. The Bible speaks about that what a man sows, he shall reap. And we would say reaping is a breakthrough word. So often God will require certain seed as we sow even that which seems precious to us, even that which, which is a challenge to us, as we begin to sow that which God has said for us to sow, I've seen time and time again. As so often, as we've seen as a couple, as we've began to sow certain things, that often have felt costly at the time, and yet we felt God tell us to sow that. Breakthrough has happened. And often it's not being what we sowed, the particular thing that was, was the breakthrough part of it, it was the fact that we did it, that brought the breakthrough. I and mean, you can see that. So I'd say, so significant seed. Now, one thing you'll find is this. That before there is the manifestation of your breakthrough, and here's the big issue, it's the waiting time. You know what I mean? So we're praying for the breakthrough, and often, Emily found it doesn't always happen immediately. You know, say, Lord, here's my breakthrough, and it just happens immediately. Often there is a waiting time between the promise And the manifestation of the promise. And there's certain things that you and I need to learn to do in that waiting time. Because if we don't do these things, that's where we lose our breakthrough in the waiting. And I've seen that time and time again. The people lose the breakthrough right there in the waiting for the manifestation of the breakthrough. Just a few things very quickly. Here's the first thing Don't listen to the Father of lies. Jesus says Satan is the father of lies and he will tell you that what you're believing for is impossible. He'll tell you he will never come to pass. He'll put pressure for you to quit. He'll try to confuse you. He'll cause you to try to doubt God's ability, God's willingness. He will try to steal that word. Jesus spoke about the parable of the sower and the Bible says that what happened was there was pressure on the seed. It tried to be... it, It was The Bible says persecution came for the word's sake. The moment God gives you a word, ever had that word, go and love someone, and the moment you do, it seems the very opposite seems to happen. In other words, that when God speaks to you, that word will be challenged. And so you've got to hold on to that word and refuse to believe the father of lies. Because he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Here's the second thing. Watch your words. Psalm 50 verse 23 in the authorised version says this, To him that orders his conversation, I will show him my salvation. The Bible says, Put away a disobedient mouth. What's that? That's those times where you really want to say certain things. You want to kind of speak words of doubt. You want to, you know, you want to be negative. You want to, you, 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 you want to complain about your situation. You've read that. You know, you, you've got the promise. And, and suddenly now you, these words want to come out of your mouth. Isn't it interesting that you and I, are, and that's true of all of us, we're never kind of born wanting to say positive, encouraging things. Is that right? That's not our problem. We don't say, oh, it's so hard. I, I find it so hard to be negative. I find it so hard to doubt that's right? The issue is, it's learning to guard what you say in the meantime. In other words, that you pray something, and after you've prayed it, you go then and go and say the very opposite to what you prayed for. You begin to speak words of doubt. You begin to question the outcome. You begin to complain. And the very prayer that you've prayed actually has been nullified by what's come out your mouth. I found that, I remember that happening to me. I remember praying. And after I was praying, I was talking to Angie. And I was just so full of doubt and so full of discouragement and so full of negative words. And I felt God saying to me, You've just totally negated what you just prayed about. And so often in that waiting time, guard your words. Begin to guard your words. Don't be praying one thing, don't one minute praying the outcome and the next minute talking about the problem. Realize that your words actually had the power to affect the outcome. The Bible says that the, 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 in your tongue is the power of what? Life and death. Therefore, it says, desire blessing, desire life. Here's the next thing. To me Hebrews 10.35. Let me kind of land it with this kind of this particular point. Hebrews ten, verse thirty-five. Because there's the thing. Hebrews ten, verse thirty-five. You want to see your breakthrough. This is such a a vital part. Hebrews ten. Verse thirty-five. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which is great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you've done the will of God, notice this, you may receive the promise that you may receive the breakthrough. So here's the thing, I think sometimes what we do need to get our breakthrough is consistency. Because often, the thing that we lose is because we become inconsistent. He says, be confident, be unmovable, don't be moved. Be consistent, keep praying, Keep confessing the word. Keep obeying. Don't pull back. After, I believe consistency is often the key. Often because of inconsistency, we lose our breakthrough. But be consistent. The Bible teaches us to pray without ceasing. The Bible says, the fervent prayer always sees breakthrough. I believe with all my heart. I believe that. I really believe the fervent prayer eventually will always see breakthrough. Every time. Without fail. Fervent prayer constant, continual, constantly. It's almost like a wall that you keep hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting and eventually, if you keep going, if you keep pushing ahead, then you glad that, who knows the breakthrough will come. There's this picture really in the book of Revelation. he speaks of prayer and he says, the prayers of the saints ascended into the heaven and it went into a bowl. And it's almost this picture that as we're praying, we're, we're, we're accumulating stuff in heaven. And almost when the bowls are full, the breakthrough is poured out upon us. And I think sometimes that we don't accumulate enough prayer to see the breakthrough from coming. So be consistent. Believe God for your breakthrough. He's the God of breakthrough. And lastly, keep praising. I've got time to go on that point, but but just keep praising. Jesus says, the Bible says, Psalm 8, it says that, that, that through praise... Perfect strength is released. Sometimes we need strength to face our breakthrough. And praise is a thing that will give you the strength to bring the breakthrough. Keep praising. No matter how difficult the situation looks, how opposite it looks, Keep praising, because you're praising in faith, believing in God, I'm praising you because I know I'm going to see my breakthrough. Even though outwardly everything seems quite the opposite, even though outwardly it seems so different, I'm believing you for the breakthrough, so I am going to keep praising you. I'm going to keep praising you in the midst of this, and praise will bring a breakthrough. Amen. So keep praising. We worship and just come back. Come on, let's just come right now before the Lord. God wants you to be people of breakthrough.
0: We, we we start, one of the things that we we heard from the Lord on um, Friday um, was to expect signs and wonders in this service. Mm. And interestingly, when uh, some of you will know, uh, uh, I, about ten years ago, I broke my arm into many pieces and a, a metal from sort of there. One of the things they warned me is that, you know, at times it would be extremely painful as I got get, got older, and this morning was an example. But interestingly, when um, John was saying talking about what what he was uh, during the prayer, he he said, you know, if there is this situation, please pray. And honestly, I was in so much pain I couldn't concentrate on that and the arrow prayer I was holding my arms straight the arrow prayer to the, to the Lord was Lord I really can't concentrate Lord mm. I need you to to take this pain away mm. and as I said that so John says I think there's somebody with pain in the right, mm. right arm and I thought yes Lord that's mm. me <laughs> no doubt about that mm. and I came up and I think Tim prayed for me as well. Can I say it? I mm-hmm. can't feel any pain mm.
1: at all. <clears throat> okay, maybe just we come to the worship. If, if you're here today, you, like Andy, you need maybe a breakthrough or something. It could be anything. I just want you to simply stand where you are and we just want to just pray right where you are right now. Pray for, for the Lord to come as a flood into your situation and bring a breakthrough. Wherever that situation is, the Lord knows right now. You feel you look at someone say, I need a breakthrough in that today. Okay, just okay, yeah. Anyone else here just just stand where you. Just stand where you are, okay. I know you but I'll come over that. Okay. Lord, right now, Lord, just stand where you are right now. You know that right now, and I'm just gonna pray right now. I just come over there. Lord, we just right now release breakthrough for all your people right now, for every circumstance, for every situation. We pray for breakthrough in healing. We pray breakthrough right now.
0: Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at UK.